Hey guys, this is Bren coming in just before the podcast. Uh, I'm editing right now. Just want to let you know that we had some audio issues on this release. The rest of the content's still good though, but please forgive the uh, rough edit. Thank you so much. Welcome to Dumb Advice, Dumber Questions, also known as Dad Cube, because your dad never gave you good advice, but it was entertaining sometimes. I guess we're your dads now, and I'm Bren. I'm Carmelina. I'm Kate. I'm Zach Daddy. Alright, thank you, Zach Daddy. <laughs> and speaking of daddies, this is not actually for children, um, so you're on the wrong podcast if you're looking for your real dad. Kate, wh- what's this podcast about? Explain it. This is our pilot episode, and I don't want to like just drive this straight into the ground. Starting off... We have done a little bit of research, and we have just found some interesting either questions or just things to talk about a little bit. We are two different couples, um, one married, one currently engaged, and so it's just for us to talk about either certain questions or topics and either make light of it or joke around about it. Give bad advice. And sometimes give bad (laughs) advice. If you want to ask us questions, we have a subreddit, reddit slash r slash dadq, D-A-D-Q. I'll have a thread there posted for episode two. But like every self-respecting content creator, uh, we have stolen all of the questions for today. (laughs) Yes, so we do want to give a quick shout out to everyone from Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter, where all of the content has been borrowed from. Well, plug your username, but you put it on the internet, and thus it is free reign. It's ours now. It's ours now, and we're sharing it with the audience. (laughs) All right, Kate, start us off. Do you have a question, comment, or concern? I have a lot of them, but I guess we'll try to narrow it down a little bit. Pick a one, and maybe we could get through a couple. Alright, so this one comes from Basic Colloquialism, and they asked, If I added a single matching Lego brick to a Lego sculpture at Legoland, would it get discovered and or removed? It depends. You said matching, so I'm assuming you're not putting mega, mega blocks on it. So this is That's an off-brand Lego we're talking about? <laughs> no, they're at, they're, they're at Legoland, and they just right. want to... This one is sneak something on. Yes, it depends on. So, but is it going to be Lego brand name or off brand? I'm saying if you put an off brand on it, you're going to get shot on sight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I'll probably you are at Lego it. Land. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like, if do you know Lego, how many? Police, don't bring those Mega Blocks up in Lego. Do you know Land. how many police sets Lego has made? <laughs> let let's let's see here. Um, I mean, if they put a mega block on a Lego set, they're gonna notice. They're gonna notice. They're gonna notice. What if they just put like a, the same color, same exact Lego brand, and it's like not obvious, like to the like set that they have that it's not supposed to go there? Would they even notice that? I don't know. That's they so- could bring their own glue and everything. They could glue it just right on there. It ain't it- coming off once it's glued. I guess it depends on how dedicated <laughs> the employees are. Like, how dedicated? <laughs> People are dedicated to Lego. You need to respect 
the Lego Master Builders, which is their actual name, by the way. Yeah, I have a friend that's a master builder that goes to Lego conventions, so they're pretty the serious about it. The first so on this, <laughs> giving a shout out to those mega, mega builders, what is your favorite creation that you've ever seen? For me, it's the Hogwarts that's really cool, yeah. That is okay. my absolute favorite I've ever um, seen. My absolute favorite is the fact that they made 13 different uh, Lego City police sets in the last uh, 12 months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they constantly update the police sets. Huh. That's interesting. There is so much Lego police, they will find you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then here's my other th- question, too. Is, if it's an older Lego sculpture... Legos have changed the hue and the color of certain colors. Like, the brown has changed, the yellow has changed. You know, are you adding the same brown or the same yellow? Those are the only two off the top of my head that I know have changed. Um, Or are you, like, deliberately adding a newer, brighter yellow to a older one? At that point, you're just updating it, so I mean... I'm... I'm still firmly like that you're going to get arrested by the Lego police. <laughs> so now I want to go into the comments on that one. And you a real answer? Someone had a real answer. <laughs> of course they did. So, Stitch Point said, one, they are glued together for stability. So shout out to Carmelina for already mentioning that, saying that they're going to bring their own glue. And two, they are cleaned regularly. Water pressure or washing will knock it off. Three, it's been tried. We already know it's been tried. <laughs> That's the part tried. that kills me. It's been tried. For some reason, this reminds me. Um, I want more details on the it's been tried. I personally have never been to Legoland. I would love to. I've never. All right. I just wanted to double check uh, culturally. For good luck, Chinese people will throw coins into plane engines. Like as they're boarding, they'll just throw their pocket change into, like, the turbines or the engine, whatever they can see. And usually, like, the plane engine will just obliterate the coin, but it's considered, like, a very high hazard. Yeah, I could see that. But, like, some people don't know how planes work. And the fact that, like, they they don't just flap their wings. (laughs) Um, So I feel like for, for Lego, this is the equivalent of throwing coins into their Lego plane engine. I think it'd be very humorous if the wings actually flapped. I have a mental image of that now. Yeah. I appreciate it. Do you know what that's called? No. A helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Dad joke number one. We're not keeping a counter for that. Otherwise, we'd have to pay someone. And none of us are getting paid here. Unless you want to pay us. Then you can go to our Patreon. That'll be in the description. Thank you. Um, That's our ad read for today. I sprung it on you. This is sponsored content. Please give us money. All right. So, yeah, we definitely talked about Legoland. So, if you have a favorite Lego sculpture, or if you yourself have a great story about Legoland, DM us. Or if you have a favorite Lego set, mine personally, Millennium Falcon. So, if you want to donate Patreon to that, then you go right ahead. Yeah, our first uh, Patreon perk is Carmelina will live stream building the Millennium Falcon. Yes. She'll spend three hours trying to put it together and then give up. Um, yes. That is exactly Lego directions are way worse than Ikea's. 
Seriously? Have you, like, gone through a model? No, I have not. Um, my My extensive knowledge of Legos is babysitting and using Legos with children as occupational therapy. Yeah. Like, usually, like, the actual sets are way too advanced for, you know, what I use them for. Yeah. And also for me. They're too advanced for me. (laughs) All right. um, Can you pitch us a new question? Yes. Heck Hole Hotel asks, does China have its own version of the phrase, digging a hole to China? So if you're going to dig a hole down to China... Wouldn't you have to dig a hole back up to get to America? So you'll have to go, like, make, build, like, a, a ladder up in the sky instead. <laughs> you can... Yeah. Are you part of, part of the Flat Earth Society? That that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I love um, I do want to point out if you're trying to... Don't question the logic with this. If you just, like, <laughs> from where you're standing... uh dug a hole down and then like got to the other side of the world you'd have to be in a buenos aires to get to china okay oh you can dig a hole down to china though china is also huge yeah but it's all it's all going to be like south america so where do we end um, up if we dig a hole like from america like from america where americans all america is also pretty big where are we gonna end um okay i double checked it i want to say russia I don't feel like that's if you're if you're on the east coast, you're gonna uh, end up near Australia. On the west coast, you're gonna be near Africa, but you're gonna be in the middle of the ocean. So um, I hope you like swimming. Yeah, swimming <laughs> in in the mantle of Earth. Did you know that the mantle of Earth actually is like globulous? They don't know what the inside of the Earth is made out of, but like the seismic, whatever it's called, like when earthquakes go off and they like check the readings. There's an actual phrase for it, but. I'm not your real dad. I don't know stuff. <laughs> I don't know how he knows so many random facts. I, I don't know either. He knows all these random so facts out there, of nowhere. <laughs> so, you've, like, we're told as a kid that there's, like, multiple layers. So there's the crust, the mantle, the outer core, and the inner core. Um, on the mantle, there's, like, tumors in the earth. And they know they're there because seismic waves bounce off of them. Like, they know exactly how they're shaped, but they don't know what they're made out of. So the current, like, consensus is it might be part of the Earth's crust that, like, broke into the Earth um, during our early formation, because uh, the Earth used to be, like, a big lava ball, and then, like, the outside cooled and hardened, and maybe something hit it, and then, like, fell in, or uh, something else awful happened. We've also been taught that the Earth is solid, and there's no proof of that. Well, the inside is liquid, is the consensus. Brandon Kate paid attention in science class. I did not pay attention <laughs> in science class. I literally slept through did science you? class. Yeah, because <gasps> of my sleep disorder. I had a very traumatic experience in the sixth grade where I fell asleep during one of those, like, movies. You know, those, like, 15-minute movies that, you know, the teacher would turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and my pencil was gone. So I asked the kid next to me, like, hey, where's my pencil? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, no, come on, dude. Where's my pencil? And, and it was, like, a really, really cool pencil. It was, like, one of those, like, souvenir pencils that you get from, like, the zoo or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you know, two feet long or something. And the girl all the way across the room had it. 
and the teacher was cracking up because he did it. He's the one who took it. And so I have never fallen asleep in a class since then. Hmm. Nice. Like, was that was ho- so traumatic for me. <laughs> I was hoping it was one of those situations where uh, the teacher collectively gets the class to, like, leave the room and, like, turn the lights off. And then, like, the kid wakes up and, like, everybody's gone and the light's off and they think they, like, slept for hours. That would be a horrible <laughs> prank. Oh, I love some of those pranks that teachers pull on kids. Yeah. I didn't have those funny, like, nice teachers. I had the teachers that would literally just slam a book on your desk. Just to wake you up. Yeah, Just to wake you up. Yeah. And <laughs> Speaking of not doing work in school, um, I would assume that the Chinese are less idiotic than Americans and probably don't have the same concept of digging through the entire earth. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably have more useful things than to, like, dig in the same <laughs> Probably. Box. They're I probably not thinking, how do I no, get to America? Here's my thought. Children are stupid. Children are children. Children have that excess energy that they need to burn off. They also have this innate sense of play. And I'm sure as young boys, you guys at some point just wanted to play with dirt. No. (laughs) Dirt is literally dirt. Dirt is gross. Dude, I love dirt. I used to make these mud pies for my mom like all the time and try to convince her to eat them. Yeah, she never would agree with the no dirt thing. I've never, ever wanted to get my hands dirty. <laughs> I love getting, love playing in the... My parents had to literally stick my hands in my birthday cake when I was... Like we used to... Because uh... I wouldn't do it. And then I think I cried afterwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cried a lot as a kid. I cry a lot as an adult. <laughs> oh. Same. Yeah, Same. I would, I would agree with that. Um, so it didn't actually answer that question, so we'll move on to the next one. Okay, so the next one is a great one. So, because it, it affects me personally. And it comes from, I don't know how to say this. Boop, 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 boop. For people who don't have the cilantro soap gene, what does cilantro actually taste like? So, who here has a cilantro so, to- soap gene? I'm guessing you. I do. I hate cilantro. Uh, I, I hate love it with cilantro. a passion. Okay, so Kate's the only one that can't taste the deliciousness of cilantro. I think it tastes kind of oniony, I guess. Like onion. Yeah, yeah, I. Okay, so you've tasted cumin, right? Yeah, not a big fan of it either. Okay. Weird. Because I was going to say cilantro tastes a lot like cumin. It's like if cumin was just like a leafy plant, like if you genetically modified basil to taste like cumin. Huh. So it still tastes like pretty plant like. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it is an herb. Like, definitely an herb. To me, it kind of tastes like, like lemons, but if you, like, put a little bit of onion in the lemon, yeah. like an onion yeah. lemon. Something I've also heard from other people that don't have, like, that don't think they have the cilantro soap gene, they'll describe exactly the taste of soap <laughs> when they describe what cilantro tastes like. And they like. just really love cilantro. <laughs> they still like... Thing. I when I found this, some people were, like, almost describing it. They were like, yeah, it's kind of minty. <laughs> like I'm soap. Like, sometimes I just like to I, sit I, in the bathroom and I just like to chew on a bar of soap. Okay, guys, so delicious. if you're putting cilantro in your food and it tastes a little bit too fresh, like, fresh cilantro is great. If your cilantro tastes, like, fresh out of the shower fresh... Um, You're eating soap. You've you've got the soap gene. Sometimes I like to just go into the bathroom, take a bite out of a bar of soap, and that tastes like cilantro. (laughs) (laughs) That tastes good. And then my other question that goes off of this is, how 
how much do you guys love cilantro? I love it. I'm addicted to My it. My younger sister loves it so much that she will just eat it by itself as a snack. I, do not do that. I don't love it that much. Okay, so I, I usually just have it in pico de gallo. Yeah, I like it. That's salsa. about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, like I said, similar to cumin. Um. Any like uh, Latino dishes, I'll throw cilantro in. But I mean. Saying that you love a seasoning is kind of weird. There's a few seasonings that I love. I don't love them like I love my cat. I really love me some garlic powder. I love that garlic. I love garlic, but I'm not going to go around eating it like it's an apple. Yeah. Why not? Although I knew a lot of kids in high school that would eat onions and potatoes just raw, like bite into them. Yum yum. Were you from like a rural farm community? No. Okay. No. I just hung out with weird people. I mean, to be fair... They did it because it was weird. This is like the birth of the internet where it's like, lol, funny, random. Yeah. Um, so they're like, aha, I have eaten a potato. Ha ha ha, potato is a funny word, guys. <laughs> that explains so much about you guys. You named your cat potato. She is a potato. <laughs> it's not lol, xd, funny humor. It's, she's dumb. <laughs> like potato? Yeah. And she was potato. How do you know potatoes are dumb? Come on, Papa Frito. They're not sentient. How many potatoes brain is a potato? cells does a potato have? Does potato have? Um, they don't have a brain. They've got no brain. Does potato like to eat potatoes? <laughs> she probably would. Um, she does like mac and cheese. She loves mac and cheese. <laughs> so my grandmother. We don't feed her that though. We know that's States not good for the, the cat. 30s, would eat raw potatoes during her pregnancy with my mom. Hmm. I love raw potato. Like her craving or That something? was her big pregnancy craving was sure. every night after dinner, like her dessert or like her pregnancy craving was just eating raw potatoes, like by the slice. Like that was her thing. And she swears up and down. That is why she had twins. Huh. Hmm. Yes, my mom is an identical twin. They didn't know that until the birth. Nice. They had one pop out, they thought they were done, and all of a sudden the doctor goes, Oh no no. I think there's another one. There's more. So according well, to wait. The, there's more. <laughs> according to the Nenke Institute of Experimental Biology in uh, twenty eleven, they published a research paper called Human Brain and the Potato Similarities within the Mitochondrial Ion Channels. And they said certain elements of the membranes surrounding cellular mitochondria responsible for transporting potassium ions are identical in the potato and in the mammalian brain, suggests new research. Um, so, potatoes are kind of like brains. Okay. Do they have any other, like, articles based on, or is this the only one? Um, I literally just try to look up how many brain right, cells a potato kinda... has, and the answer is zero, um, but they're kind of like brains. They're kind of like brains, and what they're saying is, we as humans don't have any brain cells. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure humans have brain cells. Are you sure? Did you know that brain, brain cells, cells are one of the only cells what? you don't replace? Really? I'm just teasing, guys. I did not know that. That's how permanent brain damage works. Yeah. Ah, okay. I guess that makes more That's sense. True, your but... skin gets replaced every month, though. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw you last month, your skin was completely different. You do not have any of your skin cells yeah, from last month. Yeah, it's kind of weirding me out. So at least it, Ooh, basically... You know, that's also shed. what majority of dust is. 
Yeah. Ew. Also, <laughs> you might be you might be thinking, how do tattoos work? There's then? skin all over the place. Oh, uh, because it goes down far enough. Nope. No. Like I said, your entire skin gets replaced every month. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know how much you know about your immune system, but there's something called macrophages. They're cells that are bigger than other cells, and they eat them. And so your body thinks that the ink in your tattoo is a uh, outside agent, which it is, and the macrophages on your skin don't move. So the macrophages will eat the ink, and you can see them because the ink's still in the macrophages. But it's like your immune system preventing the ink from going into your bloodstream, which would be very, very bad. Yeah. So that layer of macrophages eats the ink, and then when the new skin grows, the new macrophages see the old macrophages, which are now dead because they ate ink, and they're like, that's an outside agent. Now that I'm we've going completely gone off topic. Um. <laughs> so that would explain why some tattoos fade over time. Yes. But your, your tattoo gets eaten by your own skin repeatedly forever. Cannibalism. Yummy. Anyhow, yeah, we're, we're definitely not on topic. Um, <laughs> are we ever, though? I mean, potatoes are good with cilantro. <laughs> and cilantro tastes pretty, like, soap tastes inky. A little bit of cilantro, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of garlic powder, in case y'all want our recipe. Enjoy. Bon appetit. <laughs> Follow us for more cooking tips. <laughs> um, go, go ahead and shoot us our next question. I know we've got a lot to get through. Degusting. Um, ask, Disgusting. <laughs> Does anyone make the weirdest impressions, sounds, or voices when they're home alone? It so is me, Mr. Wizzy. I have taken over the podcast. I am the most powerful wizard here. Yes. Um, to answer that question, um, we're both living together couples. So we're, I mean, I guess you guys might be home alone, but uh, Carmely and I are like bound together. Um, but we do make the weirdest impression sounds and voices at each other. And at the cats. <laughs> Is it funny? No. <laughs> do I enjoy it? Yes. I disagree. You don't I think, think it's I'm funny. Um, I guess when I'm alone, so I pick up Carmelina from work, usually. Yes. And when I see her from a distance, I'll reach my hand out and like grab kind of like a child and I just go baby at her she can't hear it um it's literally just for me and it's like really weird i'm just like look at that so i don't know if anyone else has done this and i'm pretty sure there are people out there but did you ever as a kid like look in the mirror and literally make impressions and have like a full-on argument with yourself or full-on conversation (laughs) in different voices because i totally did that did not do that question mark (laughs) like do you guys ever have like full on conversations or like make believe conversations in your head. Is yeah, that going to be a possibility in the exactly. future. Exactly. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I think people who don't do that are the weird ones. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Because I'm like, how how are you prepared for future? Like, how are you prepared for future arguments? How are you prepared for future conversations? Okay, I'm about to. I will say, I'm as... gonna have to answer the phone soon. Let me prepare myself. Yeah, I'll go over. Sperm bank. You spank it. We bank it. <laughs> Butler's Mortuary, you stab him, we bag him, some go to heaven, some go to hello, may I help you? <laughs> um, I know Kate and Zach from being their uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition dungeon master, I have to clarify that, that I'm not the other kind of dungeon master. Um, 
I mean... And so I have to constantly improv. (laughs) And I, like, literally never know what people are going to say to me. So I am not prepared for the future when you guys talk to me. (laughs) I cannot pre-plan a conversation with these people. I can't do that either. Like, that's... Like, if I'm about to call off of work, I I will think of what I'm going to exactly say. Or... Like, I'll think through the entire conversation for most things, but... Well, I guess I either do one or the other. I do think of the entire conversation through, or... Now, what's on my head right now? (laughs) I will say Dungeons & Dragons, which I've only done for, you know, the past few years, has taught me a lot about improv and thinking more on the fly. And it's also taught me a lot about communication. Mm -hmm. Speaking of thinking on the fly, it's also like Lord of the Flies, where... Everyone's oh out for themselves. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. That book scarred me as a child so badly. It was or my first exposure thinking. to bestiality. I don't know if you guys remember the necrophilic bestiality scene. Uh, we don't need to be. Reminded. My question is do you have more than one exposure to bestiality? Like, I know what a furry is now. Okay. I didn't as a kid. Yeah. But, yeah, I read through that book and, like, they chase down and rape the pig the first time. And I was like, wow, that's disgusting. And then they kill the pig and then they do it again. Yep. And I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? A bunch of horny boys on trapped on an island. They gotta do something. I mean, it okay. makes sense for the idea behind the book. That's why it's such a good book. Okay, but Stephen King but did not terrifying. need the gangbang scene in it. And if you guys <laughs> just watched the films and haven't read the book, there is a gangbang scene. In it? In it. Never seen it, never read it. Um, so it's a bunch of boys and one girl, and they're trying to fight off uh, a spider monster that pretends to be a clown. The spoilers for it, by the way. Um, specifically the first book. And in the book, after they beat the clown the first time, they're like, aha, we're adults now. And to signify that we're adults, we're all gonna fuck. It is in the Come book. On. It was not in the movies. They, they, they skipped over that part. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't know why? I don't know why. Huh. I have no idea why they would skip over that. I don't know. It's Hollywood. You'd think that they'd They didn't want to X-rate the movie, probably. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to make it unrated instead of rated R. Yeah, unrated. Was there the pig-fucking scene in the Lord of the Flies movie? Um, I don't think so. Uh, definitely not. Nope. Um, they just take the head part. Yeah, they just do the head part. I remember we watched that movie after uh, the book, book. which uh, didn't really help my fear of that story. Yeah. I I don't like that book. Um, So what was this actual (laughs) question before we started about pigs fucking? Oh, does anybody make the weirdest impressions, sounds, and voices when they're home alone? Um, Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. On occasion, I don't do it as often. So, when you're alone with your own thoughts, that's the scariest time. It but. is. So lately, um, I've been home alone during the days um, by myself a bit more and more. Except for the cats. Yeah, I mean. And I talked to I've ordered quite a few things off Amazon here this past week. And the door was closed and you know, I had all the blinds shut and whatnot. And they came up and knocked on the door. And like they, they pounded on that door. It was like full on like... Bam, bam, bam. God, I would have freaking jumped. Oh, I ninja rolled out of that living room. I, like, <laughs> if the cats didn't run, I was, like, picking them up with me. 
like, we were hiding. And then I go and I look and I'm like, oh, it was just Amazon. Okay. Yay, stuff! For some reason, this reminds me. Did I tell you guys about the murder hornet yesterday? The murder hornet? I think it might have been a murder hornet. But it was a wasp about the size of a praying mantis. Oh. It got into my house. Uh, Carmelina was at work. And I see this flying and one of my cats is trying to grab it. Like, she's like, it's potato, the fluffy one. She's like, she doesn't she understand the danger in which she... Yeah, I'm like, and this thing is like, uh, as big as her arm. Aww. And I'm like, if this thing stings her, she'll die. So and I go upstairs, because I remember like, oh yeah, if you use hairspray on wasps, it'll uh, make their wings too sticky for them to fly. And it also like blocks their airways and kills them. Because I did... I checked our, like, bug sprays, but we only had, like, ant bug spray, and I'm like, this thing is uh, about as big as a colony of ants, so it's not going to work. And so, I remember that I had, like, this huge can of hairspray. It's, like, extra firm, volumizing hold, and I'm like, it'll be great for this wasp. And I get into, like, inches of it, and, like, spray it, and it, like, it stops flying, it, like, lands on the ground, but it's still, like, walking at me very aggressively. <laughs> and it's, it's an entire boss fight. I'm going to wait for this card to move. It is like an entire boss fight. And I had music going on in the background because I was like cleaning at the time. So it, put boss is this music like on? music that like you would play for D&D? Like, I changed it to music I would play for D&D. Bum, 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 to, because I had I had to steal my heart. This Mortal Kombat! This wasp, if it stung me, I would have been in the hospital. And I had to use literal like, so I'm spraying it down for like 20 seconds mm -hmm. until it stops moving, and then I stop, and then it starts moving again. This wasp did not stop moving. I went through half of, literally half that can of hairspray. Like, I, I destroyed the ozone layer to try to kill this fucking wasp. And then I end up... That wasp had great hair. I'm pretty sure it did. Um... It eventually, like, rolled onto its back, changed. but its arms were, like, still, like, its legs were still moving. And I, like, get this, like, piece of junk fan, and I just, like, scoop it up and throw it out the window. Hmm. And I'm like, I hope I never see this wasp again. Because you can't crush wasps, because they release a pheromone that attracts all wasps to your location, and they're angry. I just learned about that the other day. After you killed the wasp? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you guys have a wasp, kill it with, like, an aerosol or something. Do not crush it. Because crushing is what releases that pheromone. Um, so I never cross a wasp because, like, the wasp will come to you and they'll be angry. They'll be in attack mode. Oh, shit. You never cross. I had an incident. Crush. I thought you said Not it was crush. Um, I was getting into the freezer to get out a loaf of bread, I think. And this was the freezer that's out in the garage. Mm -hmm. So we have yeah. the door open every once in a while. So it probably just flew in when the door was open. But I literally go to grab this loaf of bread in the freezer, and all of a sudden I just feel a stinging pain, and I look down on the floor, and there was a wasp on the floor. So the wasp was in the freezer. That <laughs> just chilling. I don't know how long it was in the yeah, freezer, <laughs> but it was probably pissed that it was in the freezer and, <laughs> and stung me, yeah. and my hand was probably near it. I've obviously. luckily yeah. like never been stung at all by a wasp or bee or anything. I mean, uh, unfortunately, bees. I don't know if I'd be allergic to one if it happened, so that's a danger that I don't want to experience. And yeah, so I throw this uh, hornet boy outside, and then when I like actually leave the house, I look to see if it's still there, and it's gone. It went. It left to go tell its 
further. Well, I wonder if another cat ate it or something. I'm thinking, like, some sort of wildlife took care of it. Maybe. Birds will eat wasps. Really? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that thing was soaked in uh, hairspray in 2020 hindsight, so whoever ate that's probably sick, but... And there could be, like, a dead bird. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> This thing was like the size of a bird's dark, head. Long curly hair. So I have eaten my fair share of hairspray. It is not tasty. Disgusting. Do you know birds can't taste capsaicin, the thing in peppers that makes it spicy? Correct. Yeah. Because people can put hot peppers in their bird seed to scare to, away uh, scare squirrels. Keep, keep squirrels away. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, then they can eat it. So, guys, is it weird to go eat in a fancy restaurant alone? Tyene, uh, T-Y-E-N-E, 5679-1012 asked that question. Um, please keep shorter usernames. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, if it's, like, something special, like it's your birthday or something, I say go for it. You know, like, if you have one of those weird schedules where it's, like, and you work thirds, and you just aren't able to, you know, celebrate with your friends or family, you know, yeah. especially, like, the past, like, two years because of COVID or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think that's weird at all. Okay, I'd appreciate, uh, I really thank you for dating our podcast. For dating it? Yeah, a year from now, and uh, oh, hopefully yeah. COVID is over, people are going to be like, past two years? Ah, <laughs> oh, this was filmed in the COVID time! <laughs> yes, yes, it was! Um, so yeah, guys, we're starting this podcast Listen, at the end of COVID, hopefully. You get all dressed up real nice. You go to this fancy restaurant alone. And, Maybe uh... Maybe I'll need a special someone. You just, you just, yeah, you just, uh, romance your way. You look for another, a, another single couple and, uh... A single couple? Yes. <laughs> You're the unicorn now. Couple? Yes. Don't worry about this. Don't worry. Yeah. You look... <laughs> So you're looking to be the third wheel? <laughs> you're lonely. You'll take what you can get. Uh, okay, so I don't think this is that kind of question. It's weird to go in a fancy restaurant alone. Like, you're just alone. You're, like, decide to go get lunch by yourself. You can go to a fancy restaurant. I mean, I don't... I think that's fine. I think that's um, I think fine. business people do it pretty often. Yeah. Um, I will say that... Um, was it my last birthday? My last birthday, I had a free Red Robin's meal, and I ate that alone. Um, Do you consider Red Robins a fancy <laughs> restaurant? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm poor. Red Robin. Yeah, Bouget, Red Robin. I'm going to get the hamburger with truffle sauce. Red Robin gourmet burgers. So. Yeah, it's, it's literally it's gourmet burgers. It's gourmet. <laughs> it's spectacular. I can get as many fries as I want. <laughs> okay, so then I guess my... um. A question based off of this is, what is something else you guys do by yourself? Um, I used to work at a fast food restaurant that was right outside of a movie theater, and people used to go see movies by themselves all the time. Yeah, I have and no problem doing that. that is something I've never done. If you're really into movies, I think that's fine, especially if you have, like, uh, yeah. back-in-the-day movie pass. I literally used to movies. do that all the time, because I, like, loved going to the movie theater. I don't right now. Because of COVID, and I don't want to risk that. But uh, I would just go to the movies all by myself. If Bryn, if Bryn wouldn't want to watch a movie with me, I I would just go to the movie. I go see it myself if I didn't have a partner or anybody. I don't know. I've always been weird about that. Um, I'm not, I guess, super 
into movie person, but just usually when I go to the theater, I yeah, myself like would to have other people. A jumbo I, popcorn and a jumbo drink and pay <laughs> outrageous prices for it. Carmelia steals snacks and muggles them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> smuggle the snacks in, too. You still gotta get the popcorn, though. I mean, you can bring your own drink, you know, in this... Don't tell the movie theater people. They don't care, actually. Okay, but, um, they really don't care, but... If you are an expert at uh, smuggling food into a theater, what's the best thing you've ever smuggled in? Oh, I've smuggled in all kinds of stuff. Candies, uh, full-size pop... Just bring whatever size bag you want. People working there are paying, <laughs> they like, getting do paid not minimum wage. Care. They do not give a shit. Bring a whole backpack in there. Smuggle in Chinese or something like sure that. Sure did. You smuggled in Chinese. That's <laughs> awesome. Like Panda Express or something. I've done a whole big bag Story of popcorn time. before. My dad used to drop off my younger sister and I at the outdoor mall. Um, our town here has two malls. One is indoor, one is outdoor. He used to drop us off. Um, usually at the outdoor mall because it was um, a little bit bigger. And he would say, okay, don't call me for X number of hours. Here's X number of dollars. Do something. Like, basically just entertain yourselves. Go don't get, get life kidnapped. experiences. Right. Yeah. And this was also before cell phones. Yeah. Um, there were certain pay phones. We, this was almost every weekend or every other weekend that this was happening. Um, and honestly, if we really wanted to, we could walk home. It was not very far. Yeah. It was like two miles at the most. Two and a half. And um, we we knew almost all the employees in that mall. Like, they loved us. They would give us free stuff or, Aww. you know, extra stuff. And we would oftentimes pay for a movie. Um, like, get the ticket. Get the yeah. ticket. And then we would go get our snacks. And we would always go to the food court. And we got Panda Express. Full-on Panda Express smorgasbord, you know, with the the different meals, the drinks, everything. Went to the theater, sat down, enjoyed our smorgasbord, you know, sharing everything. Nice. It'd probably be weird for other theater goers. And so did you just bring it in? Yeah. Well, we we didn't just, like, bring it in bags. We had it in our purses. There you go. Okay. That'd be like, weird. You smelled, you smelled, you smelled like Chinese. Like, they you knew like you were, like, being modest about it, like at least. it'd be weird for other people. Just I like... vaguely remember there was someone a couple rows in front of us, like, the middle of the movie, someone going, do I smell panda? <laughs> That'd probably be weird for Putting other people. Putting down my orange chicken. No. It'd probably be weird for other people to just randomly hear, like, you just be like, oh, can you pass the soy sauce and egg rolls, please? Hey, yeah, can you pass the soy sauce? So, speaking of, like, unpleasant movie theater experiences, I'm, like, really unlucky with unpleasant movie theater experiences. I was hanging out with some friends, and we went to see, like, Frozen 2 on release. Without Um, me, by the way. (laughs) Well, I was invited, like, a couple months in advance to see Frozen 2 It's all good. It's all good. But, um... There's, like, a group of teenagers that are just, like, would not shut up behind us. Yeah, I've had experience um, with that, too. And if they're, like, talking through, like, um, the trailers, which is fine. But, like, the movie actually starts, and, like, five minutes in, they're still talking. And I just, like, didn't have it. I literally turned behind, like turned to them, and I was like, hey, are you guys ever going to shut the fuck up, or should I go home? <laughs> <laughs> and all of them shut up, and they, like, bubbled, like, Wow, that guy's really rude. But like, goddamn, I paid money to be here. Like, I don't care if you're okay. I don't care if you're on your phone, even if your lights on. 
Like, I don't care. I understand that it's frustrating. Too much, yeah. But, like, if you are vibing by yourself or you're occasionally whispering to who you're with, that's fine because you guys are watching a movie together. Right. But if you guys are just talking about, like, your goddamn school drama. And just, like, at a normal volume, like, not trying to be considerate yeah. at all of the other people. Like, that's just... I don't know, because there was one time I went and I took my boss's daughter. I, I think I was, like, 17 at the time. I took my boss's, I think she was, like, five or six, daughter to go see Tangled. And it, it took a lot for a while. It was, like, getting ready to leave the theater. Yeah. Um, and it was her first time seeing it, but, like, my, like, I don't know, seventh yeah. or something. I love Disney. Putting a really quick pin on what you're saying. I just want to clarify that I am silent during movies. Continue. Yes. You're silent time seeing And Tangled. so we, uh, I take her, we're watching it, and she is super into it, which I love. Like, I'm feeding off of her energy, and, like, the theater is almost empty. And there's a couple of other, like, teenagers around my age, maybe a little bit older. There are a couple rows behind me, and they're talking, but they're talking about the movie. And they're kind of, like, making jokes out of it. And I appreciated it so much because I was also feeding off of their energy. And, like, the scene where Flynn cuts Rapunzel's hair with the, you know, piece of glass. And she gets the perfect haircut. You know, like, they pointed that out. That's like, true, yeah. She gets the perfect layers. Ugh, why does that ever happen to me? I am, like, cracking up. Oh I am, God. like, feeding off their energy. So it's just, like, funny commentary. Yes. Yeah, and, and they were talking about the movie. They weren't talking about boyfriends or school or anything else yeah. like that. Like, I totally appreciated that. But other than that, like, it had the theater been more open, or especially, like, during, like, you know, a premiere opening weekend, oh, I would have been peeved. But... I think it was just the four of us in the entire theater. Right, and that's, like, totally not a, yeah. not a fun. I do like um, movie commentary, especially, uh, what is it called? Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Fantastic. They are hilarious. Highly recommend. And they're a movie commentary, and they do exactly that. They make uh, comments on the movie, and they're it's comedy. So, Zach, what's the fanciest restaurant you've been to alone? Alone? Yeah. McDonald's. I'll say Culver's, probably. Culver's, yeah. That's fair. Man, these fancy restaurants here. Red Robin's, Culver's, McDonald's. Anytime I go to anything, like, say, at Casa's or anything like that, I'm with other people. I just... That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't really go to, like, places alone, because usually I have other people buy me food. <laughs> when I lived in Portland, um, I'd go on dates, and my dates would buy me really, really expensive coffee. Um, well, that makes sense. Portland is, like, known for coffee. Yeah. And coffee. one time, um, somebody bought me a saffron latte. It's probably the most expensive thing I've ever drank. How much was it? Um, I, I didn't see how much it was. Oh, okay. And saffron itself is really expensive. Yeah, saffron's like the most expensive herb. But it was like super bougie espresso, and it was like fresh saffron oil, and uh, made with uh, oat milk, and it was vegan, and fair trade, every single other thing that you can pitch another 50 cents on the price for, like adjectives (laughs) you can do. Um, it was alright. Yeah, and you're like, it's alright, like... Oh, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a five hundred dollar cruise boat. It is like half an ounce, and it's like twelve dollars for half an ounce. Wow. So no. saffron here in the United States is worth uh why is it in euros? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got it like translated. So per gram saffron is ten dollars. So saffron's more expensive than like decent quality weed. Right. I totally believe it. There's a reason I don't cook with saffron. Hmm. We can't afford it. I've never even had saffron. What does it even taste like? Lavender. Why would I want to eat lavender? That's like when you... The because smell it's $10 of, a gram. Right, but when you smell the smell of lavender, are you really like... Mm, what does it smell like? I would uh, love to eat... You know, I'd love to eat this. Well, I know, but you said it tastes like lavender. So like... What I'm it kind of like experiencing well, is like, probably... why would I want to eat a flower? Kate's probably sitting over here thinking, why would you want to eat cilantro? Just go eat a bar <laughs> why, why would you? Well. <laughs> it just tastes like a bar of soap, so I don't want that either. Yeah. Some people just like that, <laughs> that soapy taste. To be fair, you could also get artificial cilantro. Uh, cilantro, saffron. <laughs> See, that artificial cilantro, I'd be all up about. Artificial non-soap tasting cilantro. <laughs> Yeah. Get on it. Yeah, let me try it. Let me experience it. Get that. on it now. Alright, so let's go ahead and move okay. on. Okay, Thomas at Perfect Sweeties <laughs> <laughs> tweeted. Yes, he tweeted. I can't even. <laughs> I can't imagine how furious all clownfish are. Every time we see them, we're like, look, it's Nemo. And they just have to clench their little fins and swim away like, my name is fucking Steve. Um, this isn't a question, but we'll definitely give commentary on it because just like your real dad, we give like unsolicited comments on Absolutely. everything. Um, I think it's funny how like our society, we associate like qualities with names like Karen and now like Steve is associated with Minecraft and Nemo is associated with, um, you know, finding Nemo right. with clownfish. Because, you know, every time I go to the pet store and I see a clownfish, I'm like, oh, look, Nemo. And then I see a... Or, look, Dory. Yeah, look, oh, yeah. Dory. What kind of I'm fish is Dory? One. I don't remember. She is a blue tang. Yeah. A blue tang, There yeah, is a tang. fish called a Dory fish. Um, That's interesting. It's shaped like Dory from Finding Nemo, but it's spiny and uh, it's, like, orangish brown and white. Hmm. Spiky. Spiky boy. But they're called Dory fish. Interesting. I kind of... Depending on, like, their endangered level, I may or may not wish that they would have used that fish instead of the blue tang in Finding Dory. Dory the Dory fish. You know who my favorite fish is in Finding Nemo? Who? I don't remember his name. The 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 yellow boy, and he's like, Bubbles, Bubbles, I love Bubbles, Bubbles, Bubbles. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's my totally, favorite one. That was totally I, you. That was he's a starfish, yeah. wasn't it? Um, no. No, that's Peach. Oh, that's yeah, peach is a starfish. The fish's name. No, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Let me look. While you're looking at it up, um, it does not. Um, what is the P 
people that actually say the conservation status of animals. Um, Dorifish are actually data deficient. Um, um, he's also a yellow tang. Uh, he's a yellow tang? He's a yellow, yeah, sorry. He's a yellow tang, not a blue tang. Um, and his uh, name is Bubbles. Is Bubbles. <laughs> yes. It is, it is, it is Bubbles. <laughs> um, I guess that makes sense. Shark. Shark. Shark tank. Is there anything else that we like look at and we give names to? And like whatever we're giving the name to, like we give it no respect. Probably. I'm trying to think of something else good. I mean Karen's definitely the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, like name name themed insults, uh Deborah's, Karen's, Becky's. Um, um, what's the, I just heard it the other day, but the, the one for men, or gentlemen, um, uh, Karen, well, when they're acting like a Karen, there's a bunch of, like, male Karen like analogies, or something, um, there's Kyle, the boy, the guy that gets really angry and punches the drywall, Kyle, I, I gotta have my freaking zero calorie rock star, it's, oh, it's, I'm so it's mad, it's monster is the stereotype, oh, yeah. monster, well, I'm freaking rock star. I'm a superior Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, because we're not funny, we have a bit as a couple that we just refer to zero calorie energy drinks as Kyles. Yeah, I drink. I drink a lot of Kyles. Um, I don't punch walls though. Let me see that it's like names that are insults. I can't think of any. But there's definitely, like, a bunch of different animals that we're just, like, animal. It's, like, the dumbest animal names. Like, um, how ornitholo- like how ornithologists keep calling birds, like, the dumbest shit they possibly can think of. Uh, <laughs> great tits. Yeah. Um, the, blue, the blue boobies. Yeah. The blue boobies. Um... You want to see Secretary my bird. You send a picture of the blue boobies. Um, let me take a look here. The spoon build a sandpiper. When I'm actually looking for something funny, I can't find that many funny things. <laughs> but of course, when I'm like, what kind of bird is this kind of bird? And it's like an Andean cock of the rock, which is one I just found. Seriously? Um, (laughs) Okay, well, let's go ahead and move on. So, Akio shitposts. (laughs) I love that screen name. (laughs) He he or she says, "Um, I think the thing that sticks out to me about cats and Hogwarts is that we have no idea where they go when their owners are studying. There's an owlery, but no cattery. Do they just wander the corridors? Do they disrupt lessons? Are they always there? Um, like, are they always there, at least six of them sitting in front of the fireplace in the great hall? So I absolutely love this because I am a huge Potterhead. Like, I love Harry Potter. Right, we never see, like, other than the 
McGra- was McGroggle? M- McGonagall. 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 We we never see any other cats, just McGonagall's cat, and then he, he's like, you could like, well, yeah, to be fair, cats are hard to train. They are stubborn. Right, exactly. And Hermione's cat. It's like one of the other ones I can think oh, of. Oh, that's right. But you don't see her cat that often. Right. So then Anna the Black Fox says yes. And Dumbledore treats every single one of them as if they're McGonagall because he can't tell them apart. Right, he's just like, this is McGonagall's cat. <laughs> so that just gives, gives a great imagery where it's like, oh, hello, orange cat. How are you today, McGonagall? McGon- I can't talk now. McGonagall. McGonagall. Yeah, I couldn't. And he just starts talking to this orange cat that's in the Great Hall in front of the fireplace. Like, um, you know, I think we're starting to have issues with Harry and his friends again. You know, they're up to something. You know, I caught them out of bed again. Or Rupert um, said something. Or blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden here comes in Professor McGonagall. She's like, why are you talking to that cat again? Like, it just, it gives a great imagery. I love it so much. Um, I think they've got their own, like, little cat areas, like, you know, that they cat, just like, don't. That, no, yeah, but no, they no, just don't my, my head it. canon is, have you guys ever been to a cat cafe? No. Okay, so That's pretty. That's what I'm picturing. So, what I think happens is they drop off their cats at, like, Oh, this magical cat, cat cafe. cafe. <laughs> and the cats are just vibing together. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I also want to know. It's like cat daycare. Are the ca- <laughs> cat, daycare. cat daycare. I also want to know, are the cats constantly chasing the owls? That's like, why you can't have them in the same building. But then we also know that um, Hermione's cat constantly chased... Um, uh, Ron's mouse, mouse. Mm-hmm. or yeah. rat or whatever it was. Rat, yeah. So, I just want to point. Has anyone ever been pregnant at Hogwarts? I don't think so. Not in the movies. They I don't have any issues with teen pregnancy. You would think they would, but they don't show it, or per, uh, they don't. Um, There's probably magical it. solutions to that. <laughs> oh God! Eat Mortis. <laughs> magical, magical birth control. <laughs> I mean, Instant. Harry and his friends proved just how easy it is to sneak out. Like, time and time again, through seven books and eight movies, like, it's, it's pretty easy to uh, get up to some mischief management. Mischief. <laughs> I don't think in any of the movies, that are, I don't think they ever really portray pregnancy or anything like that. <laughs> we were watching an extended version of... Um, I think it was the fifth movie. Oh, at the end credits? Goblet of Fire. It wasn't the end credits, but uh, Harry comes up to a carriage, and the carriage is a rocket. Oh, right. And all of a sudden it stops, and they look out, and it's just Harry. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Well, there's also that one scene in the end credits where, like, you see all the footprints. Uh-huh. And there's the two footprints that are kind of sticking out, and then there's two inside the footprints like they're making out or something. They're making out or maybe doing something else, like a little blowy or. Mm. Honey. If there's blowy, she's on her knees. Yeah, I guess that's true. You never squatted for a blowy? I mean, <laughs> there are ways to. Do your to squats? My, my hips can't take that. 
Maybe they're just having sex standing up too. My favorite uh, Harry Maybe Potter legs or knees uh, are like on the wall or quote is um the movie versus the book when uh Dumbledore uh calmly says Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? But in the movie, it's Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Like runs up and just like attacks him. You put your name in the Goblet of Fire. (laughs) Yes, I love that too. Okay, so I'm super curious. What is like? What house is everybody here? I think you discussed it before. Yeah, but not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. Um. We'll go in uh, alphabetical order, so I guess I have to start. Um, I've always thought it was funny to call myself a Hufflepuff. And I think that's true Hufflepuff fashion. (laughs) That you just claim Hufflepuff, ironically. (laughs) That's very Hufflepuff of me. Okay, like, on your test, like, do you come up with something else? I don't think I've taken a test. What house are you test? Um, next in alphabetical order is Carmelina. I'm going to do the sorting house All right. quiz. You do you... the hat and find out what what house you're in. Uh, I'm actually a Grifflepuff um, because I'm constantly either getting uh, Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. So I claim them both. I am both brave and also love friendship. Anyway, um, according to uh, the Pottermore test, I am 100% Hufflepuff. However, I also really value knowledge. So part of me is really, like, part of my heart goes to Ravenclaw. So I kind of claim both, but definitely Hufflepuff. Um, I took the Pottermore test once and I got Gryffindor and... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine with it. I mean, watching the movies, like, I would always want to be Gryffindor as well, I feel like. So I'm fine with it. You're uh, you're sitting at the, you know, the table where they do the sorting hat thing, and you have the hat on, and you're like, Gryffindor, Not Slytherin, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Honestly, Gryffindor. yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Honestly, I would have been fine with any of the three, but I wouldn't want to be a Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Get, go ahead and give me a minute, boys and girls. Sure. Boy I remember it taking girls. a little while. I'm like speedrunning this. Maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll have the. No, I'm like <laughs> one. All right. It says I am 42% Hufflepuff and 28% Gryffindor. Okay. You're a Gryffindor. I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, Ritter of the Toddlers, what's the most recent illogical breakdown they've had? So, 
illogical breakdowns from toddlers. Um, I none of us have, have kids. However, I've done babysitting. I but... was a nanny for quite a few years. Um, I currently still babysit um, very frequently. Um, and I have a wonderful, beautiful niece um, who is very stubborn. I love her though, but she's also two. Um, so we are the perfect people to give parenting advice because we don't actually have any children and you're always the perfect parent until you actually have children. So what's the logical breakdown that, uh, All right, you so shut the front door said he loved being tickled. So I was tickling him one day and he let out a huge fart and suddenly started crying and screaming. I asked him why he's screaming and he replied with, I was saving that for later. How and why would you save a fart? I know, right? So, uh, I don't have, like, a ton of experience with toddlers, but, uh, I once was a toddler. (laughs) And, uh... I've got Believe a really embarrassing story for you. Um, so, um, I have a couple stories, but uh, it's always with my grandmother. And you know how uh, your grandmother would uh, usually uh, kiss your boo-boos, you know, because it, it would make the pain go away. Yeah. It's all better now. Um, so one day, I'm uh, playing outside, uh, and uh, I don't know how, but I smacked my ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I knew this was weird. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and I say, I say to my grandma. Kiss my ass. Kiss my, <laughs> kiss my ass, grandma. <laughs> so what did she respond? Like, did she? Oh, uh, she just was cracking up laughing. Yeah. Uh, she didn't, she couldn't take that seriously. A logical breakdown. Um, one that I, I wasn't a toddler, but I was a very young child. That's why I remember it. Um, we visited my great grandmother for Christmas, and she got me like a puffy coat that was like too puffy for me. Like I couldn't move well in it, and like my parents like had me try it on as soon as they opened the package, and I I cried because I didn't like it because I couldn't move in it, uh-huh. and like I because I cried over it. My great grandmother cried over it. Oh. I felt like as an like, later I felt so bad about it. Aww. Do you have anything you can think of? Um, toddler breakdowns. Got another one if you can't think of it. I have many toddler breakdowns. Um, I mean, just Natalie just wanting to be picked up by daddy or just wanting attention attention yeah and just her flopping on the ground and just basically like (laughs) going in the fetal position and just like crying freaking oh no well not crying she wouldn't go in the fetal position she would do the disney princess thing oh yeah like dramatic make it all dramatic (laughs) so my my two-year-old niece ever since she was i don't know like a year old, not even. If she doesn't have something go her way, you know, like a typical very young child, um, she like doubles over. Like she is, I wish I was as flexible and as strong as she is. Um, 
Because, I mean, it's very logical that, you know, if she has to, like, pull herself up or push mm-hmm. herself up, get on everything, like, that little two-year-old is ripped. <laughs> so, um, she will just double over. Like, all of a sudden, just full-on collapse. And it is the biggest Disney princess meltdown, like, oh, no, I can't marry him. Ah! <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're out of fruit snacks. Do you want me to get you another bag? No, <laughs> I want more of this bag. Oh, look, there's more here magically. I really got another bag. You put them... Put the melatonin gummies in the... (laughs) Here you go! We just saw them uh, for Easter, and our allergies were really picking up. Um, My sister had really bad allergies, my niece had really bad allergies, I was getting really bad allergies. It's springtime in the Midwest. It happens. My niece was refusing to take her allergy medicine. It's a chewable kid's, you know, allergy pill. I should get some of those for me as an adult. I continue. <laughs> so I stuck it inside of a fruit snack. And there you go. No, this little two-year-old figured it out. She knew? She knew. Well, she <laughs> She's not a dog. Well, she <laughs> She's not a dog. <laughs> That's exactly what she did. My sister texted me the next day. And she was like, yeah, I found a half-chewed-on <laughs> allergy tablet stuck to the carpeting. That's disgusting. Um, what are some of Nellie's other ones? I wonder if next time, if you like did it even more smoothly, like see actually sealed the package, mixed it around, or if she just knew the taste. Oh, I just gave it to her. Like she had no idea. I had done it when she wasn't looking. Right. Okay. Um. Oh my gosh, I have so many stories. Good. We'll get to that later. Um, We need to start wrapping up here soon, but we'll do one more question. Carmelina, may you read out this one? Which one? From. What's the dumbest rumor you've ever heard about yourself? Uh, Is it Nayla? Nayla, Nayla. Nayla, Nayla, Nayla. I'll go reward your post, Nayla. Uh, I've got no, uh, unfortunately, no uh, answers for this one. Dumb rumors you've heard about yourself. So, um, the example given is when they were in middle school, people were saying that they were homeschooled, even though they literally went to school. (laughs) Um, Middle school. One that's, like, tangentially related is, um, even, like, when I had a girlfriend, my parents were completely convinced I was gay. Which I get it. But also, like, they kept... It was, like, a repeated thing. They're like, I'm like, hey, I'm not gay. And they're like, okay, but if... You know, we, we'll, we won't judge you for it. And then I'd be like, alright, I'm gonna hang out with this girl for an unknown amount of hours. And they're like, alright, have fun. Yeah, they, like, just didn't... They didn't suspect anything, because, you know, you like men. So I mean, yeah, so I was I was allowed to hang no out with support. whoever. Uh, I, I could get in any trouble I wanted to because my parents were like, "That guy's a faggot." <laughs> I guess I can't, don't got to worry about not getting me girls up. But uh, you know, I know what that's like dealing with that because I had the same kind of uh, issue with uh, my parents thinking I was a you know a lesbian, which I mean it kind of makes sense. 
Uh, I did have a humongous crush on my best friend, but I uh, didn't want to admit to that. And, uh, you know, was Christian, you know, had Christian belief, you know, drilled into me and into my soul. So it was wrong. Um, but now, of course, I'm a huge LBT. LGBT. LGBTQ, yes. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, fan, you know, I am pansexual, um, you know, and I, I understand because uh, I hung out with my best friend all the time. And uh, I, you know, I kind of had dysphoria like, about my gender. I dress like a dude and, you know, and I'm you're a, like, this girl's cute. I, I flirted with my best friend a lot. I mean, I can understand why they thought I was a lesbian. Probably. Anyhow, uh, Zach, you're <laughs> going to mention a rumor you've heard about yourself? Um, I don't know if it's a rumor that I've heard about myself, but it's just kind of more like a funny story, I guess. All right, share um, it. It kind of deals with a sensitive topic. Um, uh, I think it was like in a history class I was in in high school. We were watching, I think it was a video on Columbine, I think. And I think my teacher jokingly mentioned something after the video, like kind of wondering who, like if there's anyone he would think in this class that he think would do that, and he like turns and looks at me, because I'm, I'm an introvert, so I'm always pretty You're quiet. the quiet kid? I'm the quiet kid. Don't come to school. So he looks at me and he's like, Don't come to school. Zach, Zach you got your trench coat and the cleaners? <laughs> Jesus <Hold on>. Christ. <laughs> he so teacher it's... said that. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but... I, I do think it's hilarious, but, like, also <laughs> in the moment... Um, also in the moment, I just, like, he got called out. <laughs> like, your, your teacher was like, here's a very, like, not good joke. That was also before, like, school shootings became a massive thing. Right. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to make light of the situation. Right, it's yes. not like it's a very serious situation. But, but your instructor did. <laughs> your instructor sure did. Well, yeah, he... I've heard of store other stories about this teacher. Um, I wasn't in that specific class, but one of my friends said they're watching a video on the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and he would just randomly see somebody and be like, "Oh, that guy needs a sandwich." Like just randomly oh, make comments about. He really liked dark humor. Me, my yeah. dad does. Your, the same your instructor thing, and me honestly. would have gone along. High school me. Um, <laughs> so. What of for world for world history? We had a like a big project. We got like split into pairs for it, and we had to write an entire children's book about an event. So it'd be like a children's book about like some historical event, like the Industrial Revolution or whatever. Um, my partner and I decided to pick the Chernobyl incident, and the analogy was an octopus that visited Chernobyl. And she was the nine tentacled octopus. Her name was Cher, the Chernobyl octopus. Um, and there was a bunch of like very, very inappropriate um, metaphors in it. And so every year after that, that teacher implemented the Chernobyl rule, which is guys, please do not make fun of tragedies. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Because like we got, we got <laughs> let me let me be clear we got an A on that assignment because it was masterfully crafted. <laughs> we did illustrations and everything, but we did also institute the Chernobyl rule. Of, like no every class like so I was like a sophomore and that happened so like junior and senior year like everyone else got told about the Chernobyl rule. 
Like we were we were quoted as the bad example. Bad example. This is you got an A. Well, like it was great. Like this, we did everything according to the rules of the assignment. It was like, but please do not make fun of. That was funny. Don't do it again. Yeah. Um, Kate, any rumors about yourself you've heard? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, being a plus size female for all of my life, I cannot even tell you how many times I have heard I've been pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> I have never been pregnant in my life. Um, so like the Virgin Mary, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time I ever heard that, I was in the eighth grade. Please. Wow. Yikes. Yes. It was a stranger at the grocery store. I hope they didn't like Devil rub your belly. Hopefully they didn't like rub your belly or something. I would have cut off her hand. <laughs> no guys, no guys, she's not fat. She's pregnant. Um and then in high school I, I probably heard it at least once or twice a semester. Um and then I think it was my senior year. Um, That's such I, an awful rumor, too. Oh, it is? Yeah. Like, as if you're not insecure enough. Like, if you're not insecure enough, instead, no. she's baking a baby. Right. Like. And then, um, I heard a rumor that I was taking, um, some kid who was different, um, I had had a few classes with him. Um, he was a little odd, but I never had a conversation with him. I had never spoken to him in my life. I had heard that I had stood him up at the winter formal. What? I never even talked to him. I've never talked and to him. We're going to the winter formal together, and then I stood him up. What? Oh, this is news to me. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, those are the best rumors I've heard about myself. School rumors are just the craziest because it'll just be, like, one thing and it'll tangent into something completely different. For some reason, a recurring rumor that involved me. Um, So, like, I didn't have, like, very many public high school relationships. So, for some reason, like, every time someone was in a high school relationship and they were about to break up, the accusation would always be that the girl cheated on her partner with me. Like, I was like, a, for some reason, people just accuse me of being a homewrecker in a bunch of relationships. Because I used to hang out, like, with whoever. Um, like, I just, like... I, I, my, I had a group. Yeah, I had a small high school, and there was, like, a bunch of cliques. Same. Um, I had a very small high school. Yeah, my high school was on a college campus. Hmm. It was, like, six buildings. Like, six uh, trailers. Right. Um... I'll put it this way. My entire high school was smaller than Zach's graduating class. Yeah. Mine was similar. Um, I think there's like a hundred people at that high school total. Oh, okay. No, mine was bigger than that. We had, um, my graduating class, when we started my senior year, we were like the biggest class we had had in a long time, mm-hmm. in like 20 years. And it was like 124 or something like that. And that was, like, the biggest. And they have since broken the record, and now they're up to, like, 130. Nice. I, um, yeah, I went to public high school, so yeah. it was, like, 11, 1,200 students. Yeah. My graduating um, class was, like, 400. Naturally, only about, like, 250 of them graduated, but right. or 300. <laughs> yeah. Because the um, rest all dropped out or whatever. Yeah, but for some reason, people are just, like, 
hey, I heard that this girl was hanging out with Brent after school. They're dating now. But isn't she dating blah 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 Yeah, she's cheating on him. It was, like, a recurring thing. Like, every couple of months, it'd be like... And the guys would, like, approach me. They'd be like, hey, have you been going out with blah 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 Because I'm supposed to be dating her. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I no. wonder why it was, like, just randomly you all the time. Yeah, I did. I didn't hear. I didn't hear this rumor about anybody else. It was just me. Ladies man. I'm a ladies man. Um. So to wrap this up, Kate, um, you had a bit you wanted to do because podcasts are way more funny when there's bits, guys. I swear. (laughs) So, um, I'm a huge Disney fan. We're all Disney fans. Honestly, I think we all are. We're we we are your dad. We watch Disney movies with you. And so I thought it would be fun if we had a segment called Disney Logic, where we kind of poke a little bit of fun at some of our favorite Disney movies. So today, we're going to talk about Cinderella. So, um, Cinderella goes to the ball. She meets the prince. He talks about how you are the love of his life. Then he forgets what she looks like, and he has to put a shoe on every single girl in the entire kingdom are you really the love of his life um so that is definitely one bit of fun i wanted to poke at the other part is um that nobody in the entire kingdom has the same size as shoe like really like nobody (laughs) and then also the other part is that if those glass slippers fit so well like perfect fit yeah yeah how did it slip off how did it come off how did it fall off in the first place (laughs) So, my so thoughts... Disney logic. Right. My thoughts for it, nobody has the same shoe. Um, like, I totally get that bit. My only, like, logic for that would be that, quote-unquote, magic shoe that only fits Cinderella. Like, do you think the shoe, like, magically grows or shrinks? Right. Grows or, like, to so, fit perfect Cinderella. But then, again, the logic falls right at... If it fits her perfectly, then why did it come off of her foot? Well, it's made out of glass, right? Yeah. And, like, I feel like she was dancing the entire night. Maybe her foot got sweaty and just, like, slipped off. Because she was, like, sprinting out that door. That's true. That's true. Okay, but then why only one? Like, if one foot's sweaty, the other foot's going to be sweaty. Well, she was just lucky enough to only lose one shoe. I know in the actual story of Cinderella, didn't they cut off? The big toes of like one of the or both of the steps. One uh, of the step the, the steps is yeah. In the grim So uh, I think it was Anastasia is the toe and Gisela it was the heel. Yeah, they literally chopped them off to try to, to fit get the, the shoes. The yeah. sli- fit the and slipper. one of them, I, I don't remember which one. I want to say Anastasia, but I don't remember. One of them, it was so close, like they were on their way, and all of a sudden the prince like looked down and was like, "Why is there blood? Ugh!" Like so close. Mm-hmm. The shoe fits, look. <laughs> Ignore the blood. Keep Ignore the pool of blood behind me, but... Don't worry about that. <laughs> Paying no attention to the shoe of blood. But yeah, why does nobody in that entire kingdom have the same shoe size? Right. That is weird. So and maybe, like you said... Maybe is right. Maybe it is something about a magic, you know, like the shoe magically growing and shrinking just like a millimeter or two. Like a tiny little bit, like, you know, some little fairy dust or something. Or, you know, fairy godmother dust. I don't know. 
But I don't know. I feel like this Prince Charming is, like, such a jerk because, like, you say, like, if this is the love of his life, how does he not remember her freaking face? He's like, I'm madly in love. Oh, wait, I forgot what her face looked like, man. Does he have some, like, face blindness? Like, come like, on, maybe dude. He has he's face like, the, he's like, this like, is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Wait, what did she look like again? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's not like he sees other people. Or does and he... he have a foot fetish? Like, maybe that explains it. He literally just look at, looked at her feet all night. Like, hey. Oh my god, Zach has cracked the code. eyes are up here. <laughs> he's like dancing with them and he's like watching his feet the entire time. And the girl's like, wow, you must be like a pretty novice dancer because you had to look at your feet the entire time. And she, he's like, yeah, that that's why. That's why. That's why he chose her glass slippers. He could see her feet. He can see her toes. He wants the toes. He cracked it. We know the answer now. Scorsese, you need to. Redo the Cinderella movie. He wants to suck her toes. <laughs> I mean, if that's your bro, bro, that means okay. As soon as he got that slipper, you know he is huffing that shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. okay, not to like put anyone down. If that's your fetish, go for it. That is just not ours. Yeah. Um. I think this is a great time to sign off. Um. We don't have a actual sign off. I love you. Um, yeah, we love you, son. Or daughter. Um, I'll be back. I'll be back with the milk soon, don't worry. No, we're we're not <laughs> unlike your dad, we're not we're not getting any milk. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going out to get some milk. I am. I'm get I'm getting the milk. Are you gonna go bring home the bacon? Um, I guess I'll just sign off by saying go ahead and visit us on Reddit if you'd like to post a question. It is reddit slash r slash dadq. Um, we will plug our Patreon there if you'd like to support us. And then you can also get a uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, if you are listening to this on uh, iTunes or Google Podcasts, wherever you love to listen to podcasts at, please go ahead and leave us a rating. Uh, don't be too mean to us. Um, Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon.